This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morris, and this week we're recapping the NASCAC championships for both cross-country teams. Plus, we preview the swimming and diving season with head coach Peter Casares and associate head coach Vanessa Williamson. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The football team struggled to take advantage of scoring opportunities Saturday against rival Colby, falling by a score of 10-2 in the rain at Garcelon Field. The Bobcats got their points from a safety when junior linebacker Tony Hooks tackled the Colby running back in his own end zone. But Bates senior quarterback Brendan Costa left the game just before halftime due to an injury, and the offense went 0-10 for on third down and 0-3 for on fourth down in the contest. Interim head coach Ed Argast recaps the game and looks ahead to this Saturday night's tilt with Bowden. Well, Coach, obviously a rainy game against Colby there on Saturday. Low scoring on both sides. Bobcats had some chances throughout. What were your general takeaways from this one? This is probably the biggest disappointment of the year. Um, I felt that the kids have shown up each week and and, and played hard and, and did, you know played well. Um, and that didn't happen offensively this week. It happened defensively. Our defense played a heck of a game. They really did. They kept us in it. They kept drives, you know, they, they kept giving us the ball back, and uh, we just didn't respond on offense. Um, we just couldn't get it in the end zone. Yeah, offensively, something I really hadn't seen were those drop passes. There were a right. couple of them that, that really hurt, right? You're not going to w- win games when you drop passes. You yeah. know, we dropped two touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. You know, and the touchdown that was called back was a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's human error, and that's <clears throat> the referees, and that's what's going to happen, so... Um, I, I don't expect Bates to get a break anywhere soon with that stuff, but you know it's, it is disappointing. And then you had a first year come in due to injury at quarterback in the second half, Colton Basile. Uh, he, I mean, he looked pretty sharp out there. He, the ball slipped out of his hands a couple times. I think it was pretty wet out there, but he looked pretty good. Yeah, we we've been high on Colton. Yeah. You know, we we knew he had a lot of talent. All our freshman quarterbacks are talented. Uh, Colton stands out, and <clears throat> he's the kid that handled the pressure the best. I think. Um, he just kind of rolled off his shoulders, and he went out and did the best he could, and he did a heck of a job. And then on defense, you touched on the defense playing very well. How about Tony Hooks? Yeah. Career high in tackles, had that safety. What more can you say about what he can do? No, he's a heck of a player. You know, we're lucky to have him. The safety came because you guys went for it on fourth down right. there by the goal line. I mean, I know Simon's had some good games this year, but you wanted to go for the touchdown, I imagine. Yeah, and it wasn't a reflection on the kickers. We had had two blocked in practice that week uh-huh. and two blocked the week before in practice, so there were some issues there with protections, and I didn't want to put those kids in that, that kind of a position. Three straight run plays on that possession with Costa. I mean, obviously... You mentioned before he's kind of your running back, and you, right. you show. I mean, you tried it there. I mean, it seems like Colby kind of was able to shut it down, though. What were your thoughts on that? Well, I'd like to have a bigger back down there. Right. You know, that's 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 what everybody would like to have. So that's what we'll be looking for this winter is, uh, you know, is, is a couple running backs. I'm curious about, you know, this road game at Bowdoin under the lights coming up. Night games, different different atmosphere, right? Yeah, it's, it's the first time I've ever played at Bowdoin. First time I'm going at night at Bowdoin. It'll be, it'll be interesting. You know, uh, I think our kids will be excited for it. 
What have you seen from them this year? Because they've had kind of an interesting season, right? They beat Amherst. Uh, Amherst has had their ups and downs also. So it seems like everyone kind of a little bit up and down the conference. Yeah, they're very much up and down. Yeah. You know, and, but they're, they've got some talent. And they, they, uh, they play hard. You know, they do a lot. That's the thing. On defense, well, they do 20 different blitzes. I mean, they're, they're, they're all over the place. So it's, it's one of those hit and miss defenses. You know, they're going to feast or famine for them, you know. Offensively, they have the leading rusher in the NESCAC. I mean, in terms of a run defense, from your guys' perspective, what needs to be done to make sure he doesn't have a big game? Well, we just got we just got to tackle him. Yeah. You know, that's the thing you got to tackle. You know that that hasn't been a strong point for us. Um, hopefully, we can show up this week and, and build on what the defense did last week and and, and shut him down. What's the message to the offense this week? Because as we talked about, you know, there were opportunities there against Colby. It just didn't end up getting on the scoreboard. What's going to be the focus on practice to get them going again? A well, bit? just to get our better players to be productive. Um, they've, they've kind of fallen short from what we've expected from them. And, and, you know, so I've tried to stay with a positive, you know, positive edge to everything. I don't, I don't want to MF the kids and, right. and, and beat them up. They don't deserve that. They work their tails off. Um, just look, we're good. We're good. We're a good football team when we want to be. We're not good all the time. We need to be good all the time. And that's that's really consistency is our, our biggest focus. All right. And our guest, thanks so much. All right. Thank you, Aaron. The cross-country teams competed in the NESCAC Championship Sunday in Connecticut. Both teams netted top five finishes with the women finishing fourth and the men placing fifth. Junior Jill Richardson earned first team all NESCAC honors with her sixth place finish individually, once again pacing the Bobcats. For Bobcat the Week honors, we give a nod to Bates' outstanding depth. Senior Carly Harris ran the best race of her career on Sunday, finishing 33rd place and rounding out the team scoring for the Bobcats. And she is our female Bobcat of the Week. So it was really muddy and um, it was really rainy on Saturday. So when we came to look at the course, um, it was pouring rain and everyone, a lot of us were trying to be really positive, but a lot of people were feeling not um, great about the conditions but then we came back on Sunday and um, it was really nice out like beautiful um, sunny day um, and it was about like 65 degrees which was pretty good a little bit warm but um, yeah it was still really muddy so it was probably the muddiest course that I've run like um, a lot of it would go up to your ankles and just be really squishy and like hard to move through, but um, it was nice at least that we weren't running on Saturday when it was raining. So when it's that muddy, is it almost like you're almost like running in place, just trying to get your feet out of there? Yeah, in some of the places, and we were worried about having our um, spikes fall off, so we mm. had to coach our, like, tape, duct taped them to um, our feet so that they wouldn't fall off. Have you ever run with duct tape spikes before? Um, I hadn't, but I know people who have had problems with like them falling off, so they have done that before. So for you, what was it like? Though? It sounds like you handled it fairly well. Yeah, I think that it was nice for us, even though it was a challenge. Like we're used to running in like not as not perfect weather, so um, I kind of enjoyed like taking on the challenge of the mud and the unfavorable <laughs> conditions but um yeah I think it was a really different race because it wasn't like focused so much on times or we didn't get any paces that we were supposed to hit mm. um so we kind of just went out and like 
saw how it felt and um, tried to move up just based on how it felt. Great. And then um, for you, you know, what, was, what does it mean for you as a senior to, to score for the team at such a big meet like this? Yeah, that was really exciting. Um, I wasn't necessarily expecting that. I was just, I felt good and I wanted to find people to run with and I ended up um, being with Olivia, um, OJ for a lot of it um, and Jordan. And that was just nice because I haven't usually run with them. Um, But I felt really good and I didn't even realize that I was going to be scoring um, until afterwards, but that was good. Terrific. And then, well, take us back. You're a senior now. Take us back to when you're looking for colleges. What made Bates the place for you? Um, I was looking at a lot of the NESCAC schools because I wanted to try to run if I could. Um, And I really liked the size and the location. Um, I'm from California, so I wanted to try going somewhere different. And um, I like the liberal arts. environment because I wanted to be able to take a lot of different kinds of classes and I didn't know like what major I wanted to do coming in so it was nice to be able to like explore a little bit. Well speaking of that what classes have really stood out what major did you end up deciding on? Um, So I'm an environmental studies major and I've taken a lot of really good classes. Some of my favorite classes were environment and society which is just one of the intro courses but um, then I've taken a lot more classes with Sonia, who's the professor for that, and she's one of my favorite professors. Um, I've also taken a lot of classes with Joe Hall, who's also a really great professor. Um, so yeah, a lot of all the professors I've had have been really great. I know you run track as well, right? So what's the experience been like, you know, being in season all year round here with cross country and track and field? Um, I think it's really nice. I think like if I had a season off, it would be hard to like manage my time it's nice to just always like know that I have practice in the afternoon and like it helps me like stay on track and like stay organized so that I like am able to do everything that I need to do um and I really like having like the different kinds of races like cross country and then moving into indoor and outdoor track I bet last weekend everyone was ready for indoor at this point, right? <laughs> that weather? I really liked it. I'm glad. Like it's it. nice <laughs> that it hasn't gotten too cold yet. Mm, and, yeah. like, I was, I would way rather run in that than it being, like, freezing cold. Gotcha. So that was nice. Excellent. Then, well, take us back when you were growing up. When did you start running competitively? Um, I started running in sixth grade. I did um, cross country at my middle school. And um, at first, I really didn't like it. (laughs) I just kind of did it because I wanted to do a sport. Um, But eventually, like by the end of middle school, I realized that I did like it and I continued in high school. And um, it was a really good experience in high school. My team was really great. So great. And then, you know, you said you were from California. So you mentioned you wanted liberal arts. What about England, perhaps in Maine, even caught your eye? Um, well, my grandparents are from Massachusetts, so I had always um, visited them, and we decided to like look at the schools in Maine, and I just really liked um, being kind of more in nature and like being close to the ocean and to like mountains. Um, and yeah, Bates really stood out to me because I really liked its location, and um, all the people here were super nice. Awesome. Any other thoughts you wanted to share about this past weekend we haven't got to talk about yet? It was just really exciting. Everyone, I think, um, did really well for, um, like, 
the conditions that there were and um, it was really fun like before the meet like talking about our goals and just really trying to work together. On the men's side, senior captain Jackson Donahue earned second team all NASCAC honors with his 14th place showing. Just like Richardson on the women's side, Donahue has led the men's team every week. But cross country is a team sport, and sophomore Sam Cartsonis has been one of the team's most consistent performers this year. He placed third on the team and 31st overall at NESCACs, and he is our male Bobcat of the Week. Sam Cartsonis, one of our Bobcats of the Week, with us here on the Bobcast, talking some men's cross country. And first of all, I hear the weather conditions were interesting, or I guess the course conditions were interesting on, on Sunday. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, when we, we showed up... Um we we uh, drove the bus down to Manchester, um, and it was just kind of t pretty torrential when we got there um, for our course walkthrough. Um, and we, we knew from that point on it was going to be it was going to be you know pretty tough conditions, and and time was going to pretty much going to have to go out the window. Um, but yeah, it was it was super soft. I mean, within within the first kind of hundred meters or so of the race, like you know mud was kind of getting kicked up you know in our face and. You know, it, was, it wasn't it wasn't the most pleasant, but but overall, I mean, every, everyone's running in, in in those conditions, so it's not it's not something that's going to specifically disadvantage us in any way, shape, or form. Right. You mentioned time going out the window because I know normally you're aiming for certain splits or whatnot, and so when that happens, how's that? How do you adjust your strategy? Everything just kind of goes off place. You're kind of seeing where you are in the pack and and trying to kind of kind of gauge um, whether or not you need to speed up or slow down based on kind of where you are within that group. Um, but I mean, it definitely certainly affected us. I mean, we kind of got a little bit behind where we probably needed to be. Um, you know, our, our place wasn't that bad, but it was the people who were in front of us were, it was kind of what put us behind a little bit. So, um, we kind of got behind a, a Colby pack early, got, you know, pretty far behind a Middlebury pack early as well. And so we kind of, um, you know, we were in, okay positioning um as far as just like overall place was but it was the people who we were behind which kind of which kind of you know kind of screwed us in the long run mm. for you personally i mean obviously a pretty strong showing for you how do you see it go from your perspective um you know i i, I was definitely pleased overall but there's definitely some points of improvement um you know i kind of went into the race knowing that i'd probably be you know the fifth or sixth guy on the team and and i got kind of caught up behind colby's five which um, you know, if you're if you're a five runner, you know you, you never want to be behind, um, you know, the team's five. Especially with Colby, they have a really you know strong um, strong runner, Tyler Morris, who, um, you know, he's 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 their number one guy. You know, he's you know you know he's going to have a top top three finish in, in a race like this. So um, if you get caught behind, if you if you as the five guy are caught behind their five, you know, it makes it really really challenging to beat a team. Um, and and I mean, we beat them already twice this year. Right. So um, we're 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 our goal is to is to beat them and and you know i don't know if i i don't know if i put in exactly the race that i wanted to in order to make sure that we put ourselves in the best potential chance to do that now i know regions are coming up i know the regions change this year but do you get another shot at colby there yeah we will okay. so um the region has changed and has essentially kind of split the nescac into to three parts um basically we're going to be going up against uh, mainly mit tufts and colby and uh the way the way it's looking right now is it's looking that the top two from that race the, the only the, the the top team gets an automatic bid right. but um, basically it's going to look like the top two teams from that from our region are going to have be a very good shape and the third team depending on the way the scores shake out is 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 definitely a, a potential possibility and um, I mean our goal for sure is 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 to get second um, you know MIT is is 
you know, we, we were saying it, yes, you know, coach was saying it, you know, we got to be humble about it. You know, yeah. they're, pro- they're probably a little out of reach for us, but, um, you know, we know we can be Colby. We know we can be tough. So we beat them already this season. Um, you know, we lost, we lost to them on Sunday, but you know, we, 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 we definitely think that we have the chance to beat them and, and, and we hope that, uh, you know, that, that our goal is second. I mean, our, our that's, that's what we're going to be aiming for. I was going to say, that's kind of a learning experience at NASCAX, right? Oh, certainly. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're really, um, we're definitely pumped up by the, the prospect of being able to face those guys again. Um, and, and we definitely feel like we have something to prove. We, we had just kind of a couple things just kind of not go our way. Um, and that definitely kind of put us behind the eight ball. Um, and you know, we, 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 we don't, we definitely, we definitely want to put ourselves in position to, to do better next time. And, and, and we're using this as, as a good, good, good amount of motivation for sure. Sounds good. And then you personally take us back when you're growing up, when did you start getting into running? You know, um, I was just a really competitive kid. Um, I was, I'm the middle of, of three brothers and in a household where, you know, I grew up either playing sports or talking about sports. And that was kind of just the environment that I grew up in. Um, I kind of find my, found myself maybe in seventh grade or so where, you know, I was really kind of losing interest in kind of like the traditional kind of baseball, soccer, and, um, kind of saw myself looking for something new and, kind of the way running is set up is you don't really have a ton of like really youth programs. So it's, you know, when you're in seventh grade for maybe a sport like baseball or football, you're kind of in a position where, you know, people have been playing for many years, whereas in track, you know, you can start fresh and, and start anew in, in those ages and really be able to kind of fall in love with the sport. And I also think um, when you look at specifically runners, you know, they, they come into college still loving the sport because they kind of maybe started a little bit later. And I think that definitely kind of describes my, my relationship with running where, you know, I didn't really start running in a very competitive way, um, until high school. And so I still very much enjoy it on, on a daily basis and and enjoy the process for sure. And then what led you to Bates? Um, you know, I kind of saw myself, um, kind of throughout my kind of college process, um, looking at kind of a lot of similar schools, uh, looking at like a lot of similar schools in the sense of, you know, things that kind of fit the academic profile I was looking for and kind of the athletic situation. You know, I was, I really wanted to go to a school where I could run, you know, I, it's, you know, a pretty integral part of my life. Um, and I really wanted to go to a school where I was wanted, um, for sure. I mean, I think that, um, a lot of people have really, really difficult college processes where they're kind of like, you know, going and, and, and really trying to like, you know, appease a school where you know I I really loved the fact that at Bates you know I had a coach and I had a team that really wanted me and it was kind of that that kind of um, environment and relationship that I really wanted to kind of grow from and and kind of see myself in. We talked a little bit before the interview but you mentioned last year was obviously a difficult year for everyone I think how did you kind of go about handling it and you feel revitalized this fall? Certainly I mean I think just kind of the energy I mean it's it's really kind of the little things I mean I think uh you know, last year we were kind of deprived of those full team practices, kind of, you know, not, didn't really have access to all the facilities that we normally would. And and coming back this year, I mean, it's really been awesome to kind of like, um, put ourselves in position where, you know, we can be on like the bus together going to meets, you know, we can be kind of in the locker room after a hard practice. You know, I think it's kind of in those moments where, you know, the team camaraderie is, is, is very strong. And and that was kind of definitely something that we were missing last year. And I think it's definitely made us like kind of a stronger group overall. Um, You know, that said, I think, I think last year was still, um, still, still, still an awesome year. I I have no regrets as far as coming, being on campus last year. Um, I, um, Maybe wasn't as close with some of the kids in the other 
grades on the team. Um, but certainly within my my grade, um, I definitely got very, very close to those individuals. And that's something that I'm honestly pretty grateful for. Yeah, I mean, the sophomores as a whole must be just so excited to get a yeah, year competition finally, right? Oh, certainly. I mean, we're all we're all very, very close. We all more or less live together. And, um, you know, we, we, we definitely were, were gearing up for this season. I mean, there was a ton of anticipation coming into it. I mean, my roommate, um, Ned Farrington, I mean, both of us are, are – are, are just kind of live and breathe, breathe running. I mean, we were talking over the summer about kind of the position that we're in right now and, and, and really just super, super excited about the prospect of being on the team. And, and um, you know, we're, we're trying to take advantage of it every day. Great. And so I know regionals coming up not this weekend, but the next weekend, right? And so yeah. what's going to be your approach? What's going to be the team's approach in training leading up to this big regional meet? Well, I mean, there's kind of a common um, expression in running where, kind of the haze in the barn at this point where you know a lot of the hard training is kind of behind us it's really just kind of a matter of um kind of getting mentally prepared and, and making sure that um you know we'll, we'll drop the mileage a little kind of make sure that we're feeling good for that race but i mean really our our goal is probably the biggest thing that we're focused on is is um engineering a race approach that's going to be more effective than at NESCAX. um you know we want to really get out there and um and we, I mean, we we don't want to lose the Colby. We don't want to lose the Tufts. We want to go out there. We want to do everything in our power to um, just just not let that happen again. I mean, we're we're gonna we're gonna probably take an approach to this race where we're gonna be kind of putting putting the targets on on the on those guys specifically, and and we're gonna do everything in our power to to make sure that we can we can secure a bid to nationals. Because I mean, that's that's kind of the expectation here. I mean. Um, we're not we're not happy with fifth in the NESCAX. Like no one no one is happy with fifth in the NESCAX on this team. I mean we wanna we wanna make sure that we can secure a uh, top two top two spot in in this region. And I mean honestly, anything short of that, you know, even if we we, we are still able to secure a bid to nationals, I mean I think I think anything short of that might be you know some form of of a, fail, of a failure. Honestly, we we want to get out there and we we want to compete and we want we want to do well. I'm ready for regionals now. Yeah. Listen to you talk. Thanks so much, Sam. Appreciate you joining us on the podcast. All right. All right. Thank you very much. The swimming and diving teams get started early this year with the CBB Relays taking place this Saturday at 11 a.m. at Bowdoin. Bates head coach Peter Casares and associate head coach Vanessa Williamson preview the season. Excited to preview the swimming and diving season here on the Bobcast. Got the CVB relays this weekend, and we got head coach Peter Casares and associate head coach Vanessa Williamson with us. And Peter, let's start with you. Break down the CVB relays. What's going on in Brunswick here this Saturday? Um, well, this is a first for me in my 14 years here. The season started two weeks earlier than um, previous years due to COVID last year taking the season away from us. So we had some time um, to get the athletes in shape and talked as a coaching staff with uh, Colby and Bowden and thought a, a relay meet would be a great way to kick off the year since we do have an extra weekend for competition. Um, and it's just um, it's just a bunch of relays, um, some of them fun, like an underwater relay, um, some of them mixed up a little bit, like a crescendo relay where there's a 50, then a 100, then a 150, and then a 200. Um, and then some 300s of fly, 300s of breaststroke, 300s of um, backstroke, just a bunch of different relays to get the teams together all of us on deck and racing again for the first time since you know february of 2020 so a fun meet to start off the year we won't score it we'll make relays we'll mix relays with genders and we'll have a lot of fun going in there and then we'll have a lot of data to look at for our first meet against wesleyan in two weeks because we'll have a bunch of swims um and um, splits so we can see you know what the best roster will be going home and going for that w 
Yeah, the words underwater relay caught my attention. What's that? Yeah, so um, there will be 100 yards of underwater swimming, kicking, whatever you want to call it. Um, They'll dive off the blocks, and they'll go underwater any way possible to the other end where a relay team member will be waiting, and they'll dive in and do the same. So everything's got to be underwater, and uh, you're trying to be as fast as possible through dolphin kicking or breaststroke pullouts. Great. And then, uh, Vanessa, I'm curious, you know, obviously, Peter touched on this is the first meet since February 2020. So what's this been like from your perspective? How have you and Peter been working with the team to get through this? Yeah. So with last year, we we had our inner squad meets, and that was really helpful just to kind of have that as a goal for the team and the athletes. Um, But to actually have stuff on the calendar has really made a difference. And being able to start two weeks earlier than we normally do has like changed the program I think a ton like we just did our test set last weekend that we do every year and you know the results from that were outstanding we've I don't think we've really ever had a hundred percent completion from everyone that's healthy and doing well Um, also new records were broken on those best average times Um, two of them from our senior class members on the women and the men's side so it's a really good sign and um, we're, we're definitely ready to get up there and race. Yeah. Cause I mean, you have the juniors and seniors who have experience in meets before, but then you have half your team that doesn't have that experience, right? Peter? Yeah. I mean, we've talked a lot with our upperclassmen about uh, what were the best traditions and the best parts of the program. And let's make sure we don't lose those and we get those back. Um, luckily we have almost, uh, I think a class of like 16 or 18 seniors that will do a great job leading us some tremendous captains and, and leadership, um, there. But the entire class is great, and the junior class is right on board, too. Um, and so, like Vanessa said, I mean, we saw a lot of good racing last year, just not against anybody. Um, and now they've come back hungry. They believe in each other because of the good swims that they had and the talent that's in the pool day in and day out. Um, the test set results were awesome. So I think they're fired up and ready to go. And I think we're going to just keep talking to the freshmen and sophomores and say, hey, keep an eye on what's going on with your juniors and seniors. Watch how they hold themselves. Watch what they do. And let's get our swagger back at meets and, and do what Bobcats in a pool have done for the last 14 years I've been here. Who are your captains this year? On the men's side, we have Peter Corey and Jack Johnson. And on the women's side, we have Kaylee Swintack, Caroline Sweeney, and Virginia Guansi. Tell us about them, like what makes them captain material, if you will. Um, they're just hardworking, successful. Um, they've improved a ton. They've been there for the team in different ways, both as athletes and as leaders in terms of speaking up, um, talking about things that are hard and important and leading discussions. Um, they also lead by example day in and day out, um, never missing a beat, always giving it all. And they just love the sport of swimming. And I think all of the members of the team that voted for them saw that and want those people as your leaders. And then we're just really excited because, as Vanessa said, we had a lot of great swimming in our senior class in that test set. And our captains are just showing that, you know, this year is really important. They're hungry and they're having a lot of fun and they want to give back to the program every way possible. Vanessa, I know you work a lot with the sprinters. Tell us about maybe some sprinters who have stood out so far to you. Um, a lot of great returning sprinters um, on the women's side. Susie Reichman as the, kind of the senior leader for the, the women's sprint group. Um, sophomore Margie McLeod. We're excited to see her race against, you know, other competition. Um, we also have some great kind of other veterans like Izzy Mohammedi Hall and um, Olivia Piancentini in the senior class, Virginia as well. 
Um, on the men's side, Nate Barry as a junior. And then John Marcolina, Paul Southern. I mean, we got Nate Sommers going to be impressive. So Chris Draper. There's just a lot of names out there, you know, not only in the sprint group, but the mid-distance and our distance squad, too, is really strong. Well, Nate Barry, I remember he came in as a first year and kind of lit the pool on fire, if you will, with what he was able to do. And then he was going to go to NCAAs, and that was the year, of course, it got canceled. And so now a junior finally get a chance to hopefully see him compete at nationals, right? Hopefully, yep. Yeah, yeah hopefully with a relay with him, too, and maybe yeah. a, another couple individual swims. Peter, I mean, only the seniors have had experience at NCAAs, and only a few of them, right? You know, we did bring a big group down to Greensboro, whatever year that was, 2019. (laughs) Um, And we had a lot of goals. Um, And then we did get to swim with um, our biggest squad ever of of 12 women, 13 women, all the way up to the day before we were about to leave. So they've been through a second taper. They understand um, what it's like to train that extra month. And they understood our goals and what we talked about and how we approached it. So they're going to be familiar with what the plan was. We just never got to execute it. So hopefully having them with two years of going through the plan and getting there um, one year and doing it and being really ready the next year. I mean, I thought we were going to be lights out and we might have been top 10 in the country at that point. Um, I think they were ready to go and they saw like what we needed to do in relays and what we needed to do individually and and where the program needed to go and, and, and head. And... Um, you know, they were ready to do that. So we do have that experience with us, and I think they all want to return there and, and get that shot. Um, and it would be really sweet for them to do that in their senior year. Is the training trip to Florida returning this year? Yeah, we're heading out on the 14th of December for nine days in Deerfield Beach, Florida. The team is super excited about it. Um, and um, we're really excited to have that moment because it's just so vital for our chemistry and our training. Um, and it just sets us up for a really great second half of the year that I think – um, is invaluable. Vanessa, what are you most excited to see, you know, at these relays this weekend and in the couple of meets you have here before um, the winter break? I'm really excited to see the team come together on, on the pool deck because it'll be interesting. We've never had, you know, our freshmen and sophomores represent Bates at a swim meet before. So it'll be really fun to watch the juniors and seniors kind of bring the team together and, and show everybody this is what we're all about. This is what we do. Um, of course, we'll be excited to watch the races and see if there's any surprises, you know, anyone in the freshman or sophomore class that surprise us. Um, but, yeah, mostly just seeing the team come together and representing the Bates Bobcats. And, Peter, this is swimming and diving. You have a new diving coach. Tell us about him. Yeah, Nick Jensen is joining us. He's a UMO grad. He dove there for a couple years. Um, he's been involved in the sport in a lot of different ways, and he is um, very enthusiastic and working his tail off and coming in here, connecting with the divers. Um, and we feel like we can really build a program um, and he's excited to build it alongside us um, and get that to where it needs to be and take advantage of the great divers that we have here. Yeah, because I was looking you know, at the history books, if you will, of bait swimming and diving. There's a fair amount of divers who have been All-Americans here, right? Yeah, when I got here, the diving program was the All-American list. That and Vanessa, you know. And so, you know, it, there might have been a couple others sprinkled in there, but yeah. that that's what we were looking at. So there's been a strong tradition here. Um, this is a great place to go and be a diver. Um, and um, we feel like, you know, if we have the right energy and enthusiasm, we can get those um, athletes to the national level, too. Any thoughts you want to share about the season we haven't gone to talk about yet? Of, of course I do, Aaron. Yeah. I, I always have ideas and things I want to share. But, yeah. you know, in all honesty, like, I think Vanessa and I and Bill are um, very excited. And, and what it is really is just the vibe we have. 
I mean, this team is so grateful and so hardworking and so supportive of each other that um, it has been a pleasure to get these extra two weeks and to work alongside them. They've been a bright spot every single day for me. Um, and to see what they're doing in the pool has me super excited to see what happens when it starts to race and how we come together as a program. And that's the exciting thing we've missed out on for the last couple of years is, you know, you find out what your team is really made of the last weekend of the season. And that's the, that's the defining moment of what their identity was. And then it's all over, which is bittersweet. Um, but you look back and go, that is what that program was about, that year was about, and how they tackled it. And I'm really excited to see what this year unfolds into um, and how our leaders and our senior class really bring us to that next level um, and back into uh, the swing of things. Great. CBB Relays this Saturday at Bowdoin. Peter Casares, Vanessa Williamson, thanks so much. You're welcome. Thank and you. even though they're not scoring, we're going to win. The women's soccer team ended its season last Tuesday on a high note, a 4-1 win over rival Colby. Men's soccer ended its season last Tuesday with a 2-1 heartbreaker overtime loss to Colby, and field hockey earned a spot in the conference tournament with a 5-1 win over the Mules. The field hockey team traveled to Middlebury College on Saturday and fell 4-0 to the Panthers, the top-ranked team in the nation in the quarterfinals. Volleyball nearly pulled off an upset of the first place team in the NESCAC Saturday, following 3-2 in a thriller to Bowdoin. We'll be recapping each of our fall sports seasons with their respective head coaches in upcoming episodes of the Bobcast, but for now, that'll do it for this week's episode. We'll see you next week on the Bates Bobcast.